Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Tim and Sam. Sam and Tim. Welcome back, everybody. Wow. It is right up on that microphone. I, I want to sound good like you do every time. No, you sound brilliant. I want every vibration of my vocal cord to be transferred to this technology. Is it happening? Is it working? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean... That was the most tepid. <laughs> that was the most, I don't know. Your voice still sounds like this high-pitched canine. You still sound like you. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> no, I think it's good. Sam, what are you drinking today? I've noticed you have this little oh. white cup that you keep drinking from. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, back on coffee, uh, as you know, and uh, I've been enjoying the, okay, it's, I, so our listener, Brian Fowler, who is my roaster from Ooh. Covert Coffee? Covert Covert Coffees. Look, right. look it up. Oh, um, yeah. So the other day I said that I was drinking exfiltration, and he sent me a text and said, "Hey, just so you know, exfiltration is not the the decaf stuff that I've been sending you. So if you're thinking that you're drinking decaf, you're not." So yeah, you know, I he actually, sent me a, he sent me a text and asked me what I thought of it. And I didn't text him back because I just got busy and I really should because I wanted to tell him, oh, you wouldn't give me any of it. Uh, well, I, hey, I gave you all the other good stuff, the caffeinated stuff. Well, he didn't so, ask me about the other stuff. He just asked me about Would you drink uh, decaf right now on air? Yes. Tell the truth. No, you <laughs> yeah. would not. Yes, you I would. would not. I would. If it was after six o'clock at night, I would. You no, it, that was good. I did have one cup over at your house. It was, it was phenomenal. I don't think I've never known you to drink the diminished version or the analog of any anything. You always go for the real, the pure. The you're a purist. I am a if purist. You want, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have burgers, you want like Angus. You don't want that Impossible Burger or Beyond Burger stuff. If you're gonna drink coffee, you want the stuff. You know, the real Listen, stuff. If they call it the Impossible made Burger, it. should we be eating it if it's called Impossible? <laughs> Is, is it impossible, impossible to digest? What's impossible no. about it? <laughs> no, it's good. I've had it. It's good, actually. I'm just wondering. Hey, we need to get to content. We need to stop fooling around. We need Let's to go. be... I've been thinking about the effectiveness and efficiency of our podcast, and I don't believe we have any. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, back to it. As, the, as we ended the last podcast, and we were opening the second chapter of the rise of... In your musical career... <laughs> Well, I think we finished right after the Electric Fisherman, right? Yeah. And we talked about the debacle with the power and the showering sparks with Steve Yeagley. And yes. um, who was not burned. There was no Steve Yeagley's harmed in that story. <laughs> <laughs> there were, but there was some, there was some psychological aftermath. I mean, I think some PTSD probably. There was some, some harm. There was some, some psycho-emotional harm. Probably. Well, there was definitely harm to Andrews University because they um, banned us from playing on campus. After See, that. I don't remember the banning. Say a little more about that. So I don't you know, know if it was like an official ban. You know, we've been rumor. banned. We've been banned. 
from many places. I've been banned. Yes. You've been banned. Even Sam Lenore has made it on a list that people said didn't exist that you had actually seen. Um, <laughs> so we've been blacklisted before. But this is one of the first times in my my career to be blacklisted. Mm. There was never, I don't know if there was ever an official like they can't play on campus anymore, but we never got asked to again in the next three years, two years. Mm. So, um, which mm. was fine because clearly we were blowing out their their power grid yes on campus because we, yes. we were it was too powerful there was too much too much that power a, that would have been a good like an easy pretext to ban the this this satanic music i think they could have just said hey you know what we just our our power grid can't handle the music you're right doing, so you can't play here but really there was something deeper going on and it oh. was the there was the the we were at the the great music wars that was mm. the we opened a new front or you opened a new front. I don't know that we did. Yeah. I think you're right though. I think, um, you know, the, the, there's always been in churches, there's always been disagreements on musical style and musical taste going back to, right, Going back to melody and harmony, right? There used to yeah. be arguments about harmony was of the devil and you could only do, you know, Gregorian chants moving to two part and that was a mess. So there's always been this fight about music, in the church and what honors God and what doesn't honor God. And it, what's interesting is that historically we should know this. Eventually the progress wins. Eventually it it's, it just, you can't play this. And then 20 years later, it's, you know, de rigueur. Is that the word? De rigueur. <laughs> it's, it's just, French, yes. it's just common, right? Commonplace. That's what we do. And so um, I think it's funny looking at history that we fight, you know, we fight the present because ultimately the future wins. It has a tendency to do that. But um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. so we were kind of the front, the, the tip of the spear, as they say, of those conversations. Because we, for some reason, you know, we're seminary students and we decided to do it at Andrews, which seemed, yes. seemed yeah. like a poor choice, but that was our context. And then a few other groups began to like... Coalesce. Coalesce on Around. campus. A do you remember the movement. names? Do you remember the names of the other groups? Um, I have I have some memory. Um, and by the way, this is what I was saying in our last episode: is that um, I, I I think that night was pivotal in in moving. It was it became a, a musical movement on campus. I I think that's what happened, at least from my perspective, that began to spill out of the the campus. Uh, of course, you know the Zork, the Zork brothers, and Eli King with Plant C. Yeah, um, there was Jesus Feet, or F what was the name of the, the? There was a guy who had a band. Was it Abiyoshi? His band? Abiyoshi, yeah, Abiyoshi, yeah. Yeah. What was what was the name of that band? Wasn't Hans Figueroa in that band? Who's now the vice principal at Loma Linda Academy? Yes, yes, he was, and I can't remember the name of that band, which I'm embarrassed about. Well, we actually stole their guitar player. After you did? It. Yeah, Jason oh, was their guitar player. True, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's stole. Yeah. He um, immigrated. Well, you already uh, confessed in the previous episode that you broke up a band to take two of the members. Okay, we and did you not took, break up a band. And then you, take, you took their funding and used it to record your own music. Yeah, we did do that. <laughs> no, we didn't take their funding. That's not true. We did. Maybe we did. I don't know how where that money came from. I didn't ask. But... um. We did take their spot. We took their we took their gig. I'll say we that. We took everything and their fans. You're like one of those fig trees, you know. You know those trees that just grow around strangler, another tree and a strangler, strangler fig. 
<laughs> I've been accused of that for a lot of my career, even in ministry. I'm, I've been accused uh, of being a strangler fig. No. Tim, so, what, <laughs> so, so what happened next? That uh, to continue the story, Tim. What what was the after okay. that fateful concert, the Electric Fisherman concert? Yeah. So that was in the spring. That was in the spring, I believe, wasn't it? Of of my like first year in seminary, I think. Like ninety, we were ninety six now. And mm. um, I think that was in the spring. And so we were just playing. We were writing music. We were playing. We were trying to get gigs everywhere we could. Um, and and so, I mean, we played shows like we played at the Buchanan, like outdoor park in Buchanan, Michigan, which if you don't know where that is, the people from Buchanan don't know where that is either. We played <laughs> for like three kids riding around on bikes. It was an outdoor concert. It was ridiculous. But that's what you do when you play, right? Um, in kind of the quote unquote secular world, you play in clubs where nobody cares about you. And in church stuff, you play like these little youth group gigs and you play like, you know, community centers and that sort of thing. And so we just kind of kept playing, kept mm -hmm. doing stuff around and, um, you know, not making any money, not going very far, kind of just doing it around Southwest Michigan, which is a, you know, obviously a hotbed, hotbed <laughs> of musical <laughs> talent and culture. Um, I think we played Niles, Michigan. That's big. That's big. Every big I name goes through Niles. Goes through Niles. Well, yeah, because you have to go through Niles to get anywhere else. Um, it was, yeah, we started playing, we started doing some like Seventh-day Adventist gigs here and there sort of thing. And then I, I'm trying to figure this out. We decided to go into the studio. We decided to go into the studio, but we, we were looking at studios. First of all, we had no business going in the studio. We barely had songs, but so we looked around and we tried to find all these different studios that we could go. And of course in Southwest Michigan, there's not a lot of high end studios. Um, we could have gone to Chicago and I, on, in retrospect, I don't know why we didn't go to a place that has music to, uh, to record music. Um, but rather than go to Chicago, we decided we would go to, dude, do you remember where it was? Indiana. We decided, well, I know it was Indiana. Do you remember the name of the town? I know you had to drive through Kokomo, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I cannot remember the name of the town. We decided to go to, and everyone should laugh at this, uh, Bill Gaither studios in somewhere in Indiana to record a Christian rock album in are you looking it up right now alexandria in alexandria indiana to yeah. and i'm pretty sure we were the first and probably last and only christian rock band to play music in alexandria indiana at the gaither vocal studios gaither vocal band studios and gaither if you don't know who bill gaither is bill gaither was a uh he had a southern gospel quartet early on in like the 60s and 70s then, then that genre of music sort of fell apart and all those people who did it sort of went into, like they just disappeared. And then Bill Gaither in the, what, late 80s, kind of re, there was a resurgence of this kind of music and he was at the forefront of it doing these reunion concerts where he'd bring yep. all these old, um, old Southern gospel singers who had been literally like evangelists in the 50s and 60s, brought them out of retirement. Um, and some, I think he actually revived them from the dead and brought them in and did these reunion <laughs> concerts. So if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen like a, um, I don't know, was it faith for today or was it who did those yeah. reunion concerts with the, the heritage singers and the, all that, that was absolutely formed 
Same after thing. the model of Bill Gaither. Yeah, yeah. So we we went to Bill Gaither Studios. I think there might have been some some cost cost abatement involved. It, it wasn't because <laughs> cost abatement. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know why we went there honestly. Because it's not a rock <laughs> studio, but we went there and we and we met a guy named Jeff Wood, not the Jeff Wood of Adventist fame, but a he was a producer there, and um, we recorded our first album. And you were actually gone, I believe, weren't you? No, I was you there. Were, no, you were working. Did you record with us? Mm, maybe not the first. No, not the first album you recorded. No, not the yeah, not the first album. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were um, in fact, I was gone. I we did camp. in the summer. You you were at camp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, during that time, a couple of things happened. Number one, we recorded this album and we called it Face the World. And we changed our name to, to what, Tim? I don't. I feel like Say when it. we talk about names of bands, that again, of the I things just, I've done in my life, they have not been brilliant. It was, it, we called our name, we, we changed the name to Big Face Grace. <laughs> and I think because. First of all, shut up. Um, second of all, <laughs> second of all, because I can see your face right now, even though you're not making noise. And I, um, you know, there was it was around the time there was big, real big fish, big head Todd and the monsters. Like there was a bunch of bands using the term big, and we we went away from a the and went to a big, and so we were big face <laughs> crazy. That is actually actually you know what on an issue, on its. In, in in its on its face, the name is <laughs> sounds like you have to do a lot of explaining to do. But the way you the way you began to introduce the name became really beautiful and meaningful. And you should probably say that now. Explain why why the name. At least I don't know if that was the reason the converse, how the conversation went when you came up with the name. But eventually, it became a really profound statement. Well, it was based on a philosophical conversation I was having, theological and philosophical conversation I was having with a friend of mine at the little bakery in Bering Springs, Michigan, when I'm pretty sure we were skipping a, a class yes. we were supposed to be in because we used to go down and get donuts and coffee rather than yes. go to school, in graduate school. So uh, kids, dear listeners and your kids, <laughs> don't do that. It's not good for you unless you're getting a 4.0 and you don't really have to go to class anymore, which that was my situation. Um, I didn't finish with a 4.0, just to be clear. <laughs> because I apparently left. Anyway, we're at the little bakery and we're talking about the grace of God and how it was like this face that was always right in front of you, this big face that you couldn't really turn away from unless you definitely said you didn't want it anymore or whatever. And um, so that so we came up with the term big face grace and realized that theologically it kind of it kind of resonated with that conversation. And so that's where it came from. But yes, there was too much explanation. And I'm I'm really partial to bands, band names that are the that start with the, um, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I don't actually like the Rolling Stones, but, um, you know, the Coldplay, I think they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> the U2. Um, anyway, so yeah, that, so we changed the name. We put out an album. We put out a study guide to go along with the album. Mm. Um, we recorded it in Alexandria, Indiana at the Gaither Studios. And, um, it was called Face the World. And we had a picture of Mike's niece, who's now, I think, in graduate school at Columbia mm. University or something. Um, I think she's in New York. I, and, and we were playing shows. And then our bass player, Jeff Wright, that was his last name, I believe. Jeff Wright, um, yep. 
then he tells us, hey, I'm going to move to Vietnam, but I'd still like to be in the band. Mm. And that was, that was a, we weren't sure what to do with that conversation because we didn't know how that was going to work. And he was an anthropologist. I think he got a job with ADRA and he goes to work in Vietnam and he was this bass player and we didn't know what to do because we were like, well, I don't think that's going to work because this was like pre-internet, right? You got to remember, like, it's not like we could zoom and he could, you know, be on a screen and a shit that wouldn't have worked anyway. None of that would have worked, but, um, just a very different reality. So we said, no, probably that's not going to work. He, he was, I think, getting married and then deciding to move on. And so um, we had the space open and we brought on two people. We brought on uh, a guy named um, Jason Hutchinson. Sorry, I'm having trouble with last names right now. Yeah. Um, Jason Hutchinson, we brought him on again from Abi Yoshi's band. Another band. Yeah. Which was, we got to come up with that name. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then um, we brought him on because we needed, a, we needed a lead guitar player because we had played some stuff that we couldn't actually play live. And so we needed a lead guitar player. And we needed a bass player. And um, as we looked around, rather than saying, who's a good bass player? Because for some reason, that didn't really fall into the, <laughs> into the mix. We thought, hey, who do we want to hang out with? And who is annoying us during our shows? And we realized... It was Sam Lenore, yes. who we didn't know. We didn't know if he could play music. We didn't really know if he could play bass. We were pretty sure he couldn't play bass. So I believe yeah. we wrote you a letter. Is that right? Yes. Or did we call you? It was a phone call. It was a phone I call. Was, it was a phone call. I was in the middle of a very busy camp season doing my job in South Carolina, in the middle of a busy day when I was told there's an urgent phone call. An urgent phone call at the office, you have, you must go to the office to take this phone call. And I thought there's been a death in my family mm -hmm. or I'm getting a call from some high powered agent who's going to change my life. And I'm going to be either a, <laughs> a, a, a screen actor of, of note or a, is that, how your mind, is that how your mind works? <laughs> like, these the are the possibilities. <laughs> these are the possibilities of what could happen. By the way, who was on the call? Was I on that call? It was I think you. I was. It was me. It was you, yeah. Uh, it was you, and the way you sold it sounded like you have been chosen. Well. Out, yeah. of, out of a long list of potential candidates um, that are talented. Well, that wasn't We true. don't really know why, man, but we feel like you should be... Our guitarist, you didn't even say what position I was going to play. You said, we just want you in the band. Right. You're going to play guitar. That's what you right. said. Remember, because you put Jason Hutchinson. On bass, the, yeah. The, the, so, by the way, the band, it was some, it was, it's Latin. Carpe diem or something. Car it wasn't. The Carpe band you stole him from. That's right. It was something, Deo. Some, it was a Latin. date. No, we're not going to come up with it. We're going to have to. We'll next, ep next episode. Next episode. We'll yeah. So anyway, so that was the phone call. So I, I ran thinking something, something big happened. And then it was this. Hey, man, you want to be in the band? I was like, yes, of well, course. There was a, I was there excited. Was a, there was a death in your family. It was the death of innocence. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding that one for a while. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> Actually, you know, so, hey, so, I want to know how were you feeling about it? like when we did that? Were you like, was it impressive? Were you like these guys are idiots? Like, what was the what was no. the, the thought process and the heart process you went through? 
oh, do you want to dig deep into this? Because we can't. I want to. I want to know. I want to know. I mean, I was okay. just in the well, band, and I knew that we weren't that good. But I want to know how you experienced it. I've never heard this story. Okay, so let's let's first be honest about one thing. I I never. When you said that to me, my first reaction was yes, because I love being included. <laughs> and I thought you guys were, and I, you know, it, it spoke to my, my deep personal, look at even at, at a young age and even at an old, old age now in my, in my middle age, I should say, I have a, a, my personality and my character, whatever, my makeup um, just wants to be included. I want to be in what, where's the noise at what table? And I want to be sitting at that table. Like who are, where are the cool guys? Can I be part of, can I be, can I be in guys? Can I be in the team? <laughs> um, and I saw you guys as the, just the most, the coolest, most connected, the most in crowd. And the fact that I was getting called to be a part of that was so exciting. Wow. <laughs> and I, but I also knew this is going to be less about the music more about hanging out with some some people I I I love and respect and are pretty cool, um, and I really I had zero dreams about this becoming a career or uh, having any success of any kind. I actually thought, cool, I'll play a few shows with these guys, and then when seminary is over, I'll take my district of churches in South Carolina, go pastor it, and that's the trajectory. This wow. is, I never saw it as anything else but that. The hopes and dreams you had for your musical career are astounding. First of all, and the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The um, belief in the musicality and vibrancy of the band is just astonishing <laughs> right now. It makes me feel so glad that we included you in the band. Listen, <laughs> I didn't know. I, you want to hear my second thought? My second thought yeah. was... It was, um, oh man, I don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm good enough to be in a band. But then I remembered, man, these guys aren't that good either. So I think I'll fit in. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a more realistic. Did so? Did we send you? I think we sent you a CD and basically said we've got a show with a band called Big Tent Revival coming up in August, and you yeah. need. To, and you were coming back like two days before yeah. and we were like, you need to, you need to learn, learn this music <laughs> and then be back because after that, we've got a gig with the gospel music association for their um, Midwestern States region for their, their talent competition. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Actually, you know what? It was a bass. I think you said learn, learn to play the bass. Right. And then you came up and you didn't really know how to do it. And right. so we made Jason play bass at first and you, played rhythm yeah. guitar that's in, exactly what happened in a very particular shirt that we'll talk about later um yeah oh yeah it was that narrative you were going to talk about the shirt we have to talk about the shirt it's a pivotal moment in the history of the band oh, if you man. ask me <laughs> that's gonna so be anyway tough... anyway you you came up and to your credit like while the bass part was difficult because you couldn't get a hold of the bass i think so you didn't have, you had played like on your guitar, you had played yeah. those bass lines, but you couldn't That's really, right. yeah. you just hadn't played bass. You didn't have one. You'd never okay. played it before. Yeah. So when you got up, we, we made that switch for the first show with Big Tent Revival. See, 
there was all these big yeah. things. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. Big face grace open for big tent revival. That's horrible. What a horrible ticket to have to go listen to. Um, those guys were nice though. That was our uh, first, that was like our first real band that we played with. Yeah, I was so scared. I was so scared, man. It was scary. Where was that? Do you remember? It was like at a, I don't remember where it was. It was some church in Indiana somewhere. I just remember showing up in one of the, I think some, like one of the hands, one of the stage hands um, asked me, hey man, where's your, where's your head? I didn't know what that meant. Right. Like I, I don't know. I so trying to figure out if I say if I say I don't know, he's gonna know that I'm not really. I'm. I'm this is not legit. So I said uh, I don't know where it's at. I have no idea on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow, that's that is clever. So someone behind me said, "No, your amp, man. Your amp. Where's your amp?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I yeah, it's yeah." So I had to yeah, learn we, a go. At that point, we were not running. Yeah, like you were definitely running with a combo. There was no, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, you you came back. It was now August or September, and we did a show. And then we had, I think it was in late September, we had a gig in, it was in Indiana somewhere. I never can remember, but it was the it was the Gospel Music Association talent show for the Midwest region. Yeah. And the gospel music, the gospel music association was the, um, was the, I mean, it's the premier was, I don't know if it still is. It was the premier kind of talent pool. It was, it was the, it was the quote unquote Nashville of Christian music at the time. That organization ran the Dove Awards. They did gospel music week in Nashville and to be included, just to be accepted from our little, um, album that we sent them was. was Yeah. Big deal. It was a, it big, was a deal. big deal. I mean, it was the big news. We, I remember we spent days and days and days preparing for that one song. The one song. The one and then song we, we played. I remember we traveled down to Nashville. Our wives were there, of course. And we were in this house and we practiced that one song. We practiced every, every move, like everything we would do. And then came how we should dress that discussion. No, no, you skipped, you skipped ahead. Oh, what I the dress the dress situation happened in, in Indiana, right? You said Nashville just a second ago. So this no no no. You're right. You're right. It was Indiana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Indiana. That's what yeah. So so we're sitting. Look. So here's how I remembered since you opened this subject, and let's just go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> so there, we had we had been together now for what two months, three months, two three, months, three months. Yeah. And I, there had been some already tension, a growing in the young band. Right about our appearance, right? And our and our appearance apparently was not rock and roll enough for some in the band. So, and I'm <laughs> and I'm looking at you when I say some in the band. <laughs> so I remember in that in Indiana right before the competition. This is mm-hmm. actually the day of the competition. Right. And everyone shows up. We're ready to go. And I think you're the one who said. Are you, is that what you're wearing? Yeah, because we looked like a bunch of youth pastors. Little did we know the casting crowns would come out in the next year. And all they did was look like youth pastors. Uh, sweater vests. Uh, they were, they owned khakis. So, so here's the deal. Khaki, Gap. It was a Gap commercial. It was a, it was a Gap commercial. And those are the words you actually said. It was you or, no, I think it was someone else in the band. 
that said, we're not going to look like a Gap commercial. Sam, you got to find something else to wear. I that sounds I like nice. something I would say. You did look nice, but you look like a Gap commercial. <laughs> and we're now an, like an hour from performing. Yeah. I'm in a panic thinking I'm getting kicked out of this band if I don't come up with something cool to wear. Which is so, true. That, that had been messaged to you correctly. So let me just, let me just as you, you say it. As you made the point, we were not very good musically, so we could interchange anyone apparently who could stand there. No, I want to say. Okay, it. Can I, I say it? I just want to. No, I, I want to put a parenthesis here. All right, and explain myself. I I came from classical, classically trained. I was a music major for a year in college. Um, I was a well. bassoonist. And that's the see. You started out high, and then said you were bassoonist. You went low. This is the bassoonist. The that is the deepest you can go in double reads. Are you kidding me? You 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 don't dabble in double reads. You either in or out. Like this is wait. <laughs> that is that's the quote. That's the quote from this episode. You don't dabble in double reads. You're either in or out. That I feel like you have to be such a niche musician to understand what in the world you just said. That is so awesome. I'm not even sure I know what a bassoon looks like. <laughs> the I apologize for my... This is going to have to be edited out. I can't stop laughing I, I just the passion Listen. in which the passion in which you like almost enragedly <laughs> were defending bassoon players is there's a there's there's something special about that. That's that's my I, favorite uh, thing we've hey, ever done. We've ever I talked got, about. <laughs> I, got, I got a little defensive. You were kind of dismissive about about bassoons and double. Well, I thought double you were a little haughty. I thought you were a little haughty toddy when you're like, I'm, I'm classically trained. I've been, I've been a classical student for a year in my major. And, and then I thought you were going to say like, I conducted orchestras. And then you're like, and then I played the bassoon, perhaps hey. the least known of all instruments on the planet. And then you got like super defensive. You're like, Hey man, double reads. You gotta be brave. To play double reads, like, I don't, I don't know what happened. It I didn't know, I didn't know the hey. background that you had in which you were gonna <laughs> vociferously defend the double reeded instrument. By the way, is there another double reeded instrument that I should know about? Uh, uh, oboe, English corn. You know nothing of this, obviously. This English is corn. Is that what you just said? <laughs> I'm assuming you said yes. English horn, but English, that's not what it sounded like. English corn from that's the, that. Listen, the, the no one knows what an English, the Inca tribe of the, listen, English, the Cornish Cornish no, people. No one knows Buddha. what an English horn is. We all know what a French horn is because they won the war. Apparently, <laughs> the French horn, but the English listen, horn, and it, it's a horn with a reed and double reeds. <laughs> that's not. There's nothing about that that makes sense, Sam. You're just throwing out all this information you think you learned in your one year of a classical music major trying to like throw me under the bus here. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. And I, I don't even believe that we played in a band together. With this sort of attitude, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so 
I'm so sorry, dear listener, you had to sit through this. You got a glimpse into why this band didn't last in a lifetime. <laughs> it was the, conf- the deep conflicts that were well, fundamental. Well, the approaches against in which you approach the fundamental conversation. Philosophical differences of a musical style, you just witnessed them. Wow. So, and here's, and here's, look, well, I'm going to keep going since you're the one who you did this here. So, <laughs> in, in my humble opinion, the music we were playing w- was, was mostly three chord progress. As a matter of fact, three chord progressions. Here's, a, here's what I would laugh. Oh, I no, would no, 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 no. It, 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 cor- it was three chords and the truth, brother. It was three chords and the truth. <laughs> I would sit through our songwriting sessions thinking, do, do these men know that there are there are other notes on a pentatonic scale that there are other chords they could they could use? Because oh. it was a it was a three chord. Is that is that is that what you thought? I came is, listen, I came I, I so appreciate your contribution a- <laughs> to the band of telling us about other chords. Because apparently you didn't do that. And I would like to remind you about a little song called Shekinah Glory that you wrote. You wrote, oh, we're bringing it all out now. We're bringing it all out now. No, it's your fault now. Because you're telling me that we didn't write good music and yet you wrote a song called Shekinah Glory to get an A in a sanctuary class. And the song went, I believe, Shekinah Glory or something like that, which we translated to she kind of likes me and made fun of you for 10 years. So you brought this on yourself. This is this is. I'm bringing the heat now because you have done this because you sat there in all your one one year of classical music major glory and said, do they know that there's extra notes in the pentatonic scale? And I want to answer that like this. No, we did not know that. That's why we wrote three song, three chord songs because that's all we knew. I can't be- we can't publish this. <laughs> Listen, you, you can't. You have exposed my my deepest insecurities. Shekinah Glory was supposed to be our secret, Tim. Oh well, first of all, you shouldn't have written the song. I it was. I'm I, I'm not proud of that shortcut. It was a shortcut to an A. Dude, because I knew the professor couldn't under, would not know what to do with it, so he had to give me. A- <laughs> no one knew what to do with it. Shekinah glory. Was that the line? Yeah, it was. I, it was I've I remembered it for twenty years. There was profound theological truth in that. I threw it all in. I threw it was a summary of the entire class. It was in one song. You got a sanctuary name. Dr. class, Doctor Davidson. I, you know what I did? I just turned in four praise songs I had written. Hmm. And I didn't even change the words. I didn't even change the words. I didn't say anything about the sanctuary doctrine. Because those, actually, we should, the, your praise songs were actually great. I remember yeah. singing those. That, uh, we taught them to our youth group and yeah. those, are, those are great. How, um, did we get from, how did we get from the goldenrod velvety shirt you were wearing? I don't even think we finished well, that story. We, I, I finished that story. I think we were headed there because I was trying to, I was trying to say that I brought my, musical purity to, as you said, you broke my innocence, my musical purity. To me, it was about the music. So what I wore that day, I thought looked nice. And it was definitely from the Gap, which I thought was yeah. the height of uh, fashion. Uh, you, bought, like, you bought your suits was, at the Gap. 
it was it was cutting edge. The gap was cutting edge for me, man. Yeah, I was it like, was. Uh, and you looked at me and you said, did you get that at the gap? And in a panic, I said, I don't know what to do. I didn't bring anything else. And then the thing happened. Then it happened. We looked at your wife and we went, well, that shirt's a little, a little saucy. Shelly was wearing a velvety blouse. It was a, a tan velvety blouse. Tan velvet. It wasn't, it wasn't, when you say blouse, it makes it seem frilly. It wasn't frilly by any means. I mean, you still, you still look, I mean, it was a blouse. Like, you look like sort of a man when you put it on. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? We should include in show notes, if we're able to do this, the picture. Do we have the picture? Do you have oh, it? Oh, definitely. Yes. I have the picture. Yes. Um, so you guys made me wear a blouse to the competition. But you know how I got past because I was wearing clothes from the Gap too. You know how I got past it? I was just oh. wearing black. I was just wearing black. Oh, okay, okay. That was that the was that the move? Then that was edgier. And it's I had those, the move. Do you remember I had those glasses with the yellow tint? I do and Mike had the Kanga hat turned backwards and oh yeah, good God. Jason had whatever he had gotten at the Goodwill that that week. <laughs> <laughs> Roy hadn't Roy hadn't gone to Hot Topic yet, right? No, <laughs> that was in Nashville, I believe. Listen, we all had moments. We all had moments. Like we, let's just be clear. I wore I wore a bucket hat for a while. Yes, yes, you did. If you remember, it not 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 like a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket hat, like the the guitar player from Guns N' Roses now, but like a one of those bucket hats, which are back in fashion now. They are big time. Yeah. Yes. Hey, so tell them what happened at the competition. So yeah, we go into the competition. We're, we played last, right? We were very last. We were yes. very last. We thought everyone would leave. And do you remember there was that one band that had the, 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 the bass guitar player named Typhoon? Typhoon. And the Typhoon. host made fun of him. He called him Typhood. Remember Typhoon. that? And Typhoon got it. was not happy with that. He, he was, was like, how dare you? And he, yeah. he was going to destroy his, he, they were going to break their instruments at the end of their set, but yeah. like they're expensive and they didn't want to break them. So he like goes to throw his bass guitar down and then like set it down really nicely. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. So we went last and we played a song we had just written because God forbid we play a song that we actually recorded New? on an album. <laughs> we did that all the time. We'd write a song and be like, we should play this one because it's good. Anyway, we played The Way, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. which is arguably the one song that anyone remembers and was decent. Um, yeah. So we played The Way and we got the place kind of going. Yeah. You know, we started to perform a little bit and we had, we had some fun and we won. We won. We won. Yeah, you remember hearing the announcement? Dude, that was so exciting. Wow, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. what it meant is that we were going to Nashville for Gospel Music Week. We were going to be there the whole yeah. week and we were going to play. And that was, that was so cool, man. We were so excited. And that was, was back in the day. Later. It was like four or five months later. Right? Oh yeah. Cause we did this in like September, October and gospel music week wasn't until like April, I think March, March or April. Yeah, March, yeah. March or April. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was just amazing, man. Amazing. That was so months, cool. Months of anticipation. It, it was so, yeah. And, and, and then we were given this trophy. It was a real trophy, right? Yep. I think and, I actually have it. I have it. It's, yeah, it's on my, it's back there on my, what yeah. is that? A bookshelf. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, that was so, 
that was so very exciting, I have to say. Um, and we were, that was it. We, we had a trajectory now as a band because the truth is all of a sudden we had some chops that we could say. And so we started to get some gigs and things like we started to get gigs. And this is the world, right? Um, if you're Avenus, we have a pretty much a closed shop. So you do Avenus things and you don't break out. This was our ability to step out a little bit and, um, and begin to begin to get gigs you know, youth groups and churches that were outside of Adventism because we had this gospel music association stamp. And I just remember driving home <clears throat> that night being just like, just being over the moon that we had won something and that we might have the opportunity to do this more and in a bigger way. And that was pretty cool, mm, I gotta was- say. And then when we got back, we immediately realized, okay, Jason shouldn't play bass. Sam should play bass. <laughs> And Jason should play guitar because he is actually a lead guitarist. And so we yeah. made that switch and you started playing bass. And I will hand this to you for all oh. your like incredibly arrogant uh, talk about your wow. mu- musical understanding. <laughs> um, and I, I, I really sort of hate to do this. You're actually a very good musician. And you were, oh. very, qu- you were a very quick study on... Um, you're a very quick study on bass and you learned how to play it really well. You invested in some equipment and you were, um, you're pretty good. Like you were fun. It was really good. We had a, we started, we started to play and write music that made some sense. I think at that point, this is, this is, I think that's the nicest compliment you musical compliment you've paid me, Tim. Thank you. It was painful. No, actually, actually (laughs) I will. I have always said that. I have always said that, that that is a hidden talent that people don't always know that you have had you're you're one of the better musicians that i know because you understand music you understand theory and you can actually put it together listen i don't i don't know thank you i don't know about all that but i'll tell you this it was the the months following that competition were some of the funnest some of it was just a thrill wasn't it yeah. Um, the the sessions writing music you bring the I think my to be frank my favorite my favorite music you brought us was stuff you had written completely and it was all praise music mm. and I think you know and I think in the coming in the coming episodes maybe we'll talk about um, we were we were entering the music industry in a really interesting time. First, first there was these concentric circles you talked about the Adventist circuit which is really limited. Right. You know, and once you play that out, um, it, you, you really can't make a career out of that. Right. That took um, about 15 minutes. Well, you can if you're like Steve Darmody or the well, Heritage true. Swingers. Um, <laughs> but singers, what'd I say? Let's move on. So okay. the, 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 um, but yeah, but that's a different, but even they are, they are, they were in a bigger. Right. We did not appeal. Market. We did not appeal to everyone, and there were there were right. definitely youth pastors and youth directors that took pretty significant hits because they brought us in. Oh, dude, do you remember this one? Do you remember when we went to Lincoln to play Union College? <clears throat> I was there. there. You weren't there. No, that was before me. No. Oh, okay. So that was that was it. Was one of those quintessential moments that I remember. We we pull up. We've got. We were in a van or something. I think we rented a fifteen passenger van. We had our equipment in a trailer in the back. We start to unload it, and the sound guy from Union Church, the Un- the Union College Church, comes out, and he's like super nice, super nice, a little older guy, super nice. He's like, hey, how are you guys doing? Da 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 da. And he's like, you got, we got you all set up. We got all your microphones set up, and we're like, oh well. 
we we have a little more a little more equipment than just um, microphones. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Cause you guys are a vocal group, right? We're really excited to have you here. And we're like, well, we sing, but we're not, I mean, not just a vocal group. And he was super nice until we opened up the trailer and he saw the drum kit. And then he became less nice. Mm-hmm. Let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. He, he became antagonistic, like openly antagonistic. It was, it was pretty mm-hmm. difficult. You know, we're putting up our equipment. He's obviously angry. We start our sound check and he actually walks out. And so we have to kind of wow. run our own sound. He was very upset. I couldn't, couldn't tell you his name, couldn't remember his name. I'm not sure he gave us his name. He was, and you know what? We, he felt like we were desecrating that, mm. that sanctuary. And we had told them, hey, if there's going to be any issues, please don't put us in your church. And of course, y- young pastors have a tendency to be like, no, the church needs this to move them forward. Yeah. Um, we learned pretty quickly that when somebody said that, we were like, no, we don't want to be those guys. So yeah. we started playing that night at a Vespers for Union College and a good 30% of the room stood up and walked out the moment we started playing. Wow. They were, they really? were angry. Yep. Stood up and walked out and they, you know, these kids went back to their dorms and were complaining that there was a rock band playing in the church to which then another 50% of people came into the church to find out to what in the world out. was going on in the church. Um, <laughs> it ended up being kind of a fun gig, but yeah, there was a lot of, so in that, in that particular circle in Adventism in the late nineties, there was not a lot of love for what we were doing or mm. understanding, I think, mm. you know, so we pushed a lot of boundaries. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Yeah, the music um, wars were in full swing. You know, maybe I, I, I'll tell you, it, it was a personal thing for me in my family. It, I'll tell you the story. Maybe we should move towards a close of this episode. Yeah. But my mother, um, so you know that they came to to hear us. My mom came to hear us in Florida when we were there. Uh, she I heard that we were that. coming to town. I told her we were coming to town. And we played in the, what, a church, a local church there, maybe the Florida Hospital Church. It was the Florida Hospital Church. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I remember that her phone call to me was, hey, I hear your singing group is coming to town. Uh, I'm going to invite some friends. We're going to come hear you. And I said to her, no, you shouldn't do that because we're not a singing group. We're actually a rock band. And you may not enjoy the kind of music we're going to do. And she said, no, I'm bringing my Bible study group. We're going to, it's, it's your, what? And she goes, in what part do you sing? And I was like, I don't sing. I'm actually, uh, I play the bass. And she goes, but you're not a bass. You're more of a tenor. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think this is getting through. And so they came over and they sat in the front row. Uh, her, three or four friends. Do you remember this? I they, do remember that. A and bit. you know, my my mom stood in the front row politely. She dressed up like she was coming to church. Yep, I do remember that. Because that was the know, first time I had met her, and she was super sweet at the beginning. Yeah, they're sit, they're sitting with you know they were so cute with the purses on their laps and ready for the the inspiring music that's about to happen. And we, we <laughs> I think we even had smoke that night. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one song in, they stood up and they walked out. They were done. Yeah. And then I got the letter from her, the oh, famous got, letter. Wow. Oh, that's the famous right. letter. Yeah. I forgot the, about that. If 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 Jesus had chosen to return that night, I would have been lost and it would have been your responsibility. You it would have been you. You and your friends did this. Wow. Um, that was a that was that was as close to home as the critiques the battle got, right? 
Wow. And now, now just to, it came around because years later, my mom, I remember when my mom asked me for a CD, can I have one of those discs? Uh, because I have a friend whose son um, needs some encouragement. And I think your music is what's going to speak to him. Wow. Right? So that wow. was that was a big turnaround, but it took some years. It took yeah, some it years for, for her to come around. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny because when I was playing in the Grazers back in the day, my dad would come to clubs and he would bring his theology professor friends. I won't name any names, but they would come to like actual bars we were playing in and sit there and listen to us politely and like be super encouraging and all that sort of thing. And like I said, we were not at like a Christian band or anything. So just the difference of that experience is fascinating to me. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Bro, so... Um, yeah, so we should probably wrap it up. I think we've been going for a while now. And um, this this is going to be a long series. I hope that's okay with people. They probably don't. Most people probably don't care. But We're having fun. This we're having a fun. good time. This is a fun time going down memory <laughs> lane. We may even get a... We may even get a... Should we get a guest or two in here at some point? We should. We should. This is our version of the story. Maybe others have different versions. You know what? They can get their own podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe we will. We'll see. Anyway, um, thank you guys for going down a little memory lane here. But it also is, you know, it's it's part of the it's part of the uh, the origin story of how everything is where it is today. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, well, I was going to say that it. I think it shaped the way we do ministry. And yeah, the kind of past. Oh, we'll get to that. And we're. We'll get to that for the because there are some I think pretty significant philosophical changes that happened during that time and theological changes that happened during not changes but clarity that happened during that time. Um, yeah. So we'll talk. We'll talk about all that. But um, no, this one was fun. Um, Sam, thank you for your um, deeply arrogant statement about the way you. you've been trained. I forgive you. I forgive um, you, Tim. We wanna we wanna admit our deep vanity when it comes to how we looked on stage and some of those choices <laughs> that we made. It'll get weirder before it gets better. Let's just put it that way. And, um, and thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate, appreciate you coming along for the serious topics and, uh, and also the just sheer inanity of the conversations we have. Uh, this is Tim and Sam. Sam and Tim saying thank you and we'll see you next time.